crawl, and the action will start in just a moment. Please hold while I locate your information. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff! Hey there, and welcome to my first episode of Velcro. I'm your host, Ali Darwish, and I'm recording this all the way here from Singapore. And I love it here. It's like the big apple of Asia. They even call it the red dot because it's like super duper small. Anyways, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. It's May 21st and it's 33 degrees out there. And yeah, it's officially summer or not because it's summer all year round here. That's the beauty about tropical islands. Anyways, so put on your shorts and flip flops and come on over. And trust me, you won't regret it. The moment I landed here, I've been calling it home. It's something about the people, or the noodle food, the fusion, the safety, it's just beautiful. But one thing I really, really love about this place is public toilets are free. Yep, you heard me. Because I just came back from a trip from Germany and Netherlands, and I spent like 50 euros alone on bathrooms. It's incredible. But yeah, whatever. Let's talk about Singapore in another episode. So I'm currently sitting at home. I have my aircon on. So excuse me if you hear a bit of like white noise of blowing in the background. So yeah, I don't have any fancy recording gear. I'm just using my new Samsung S8 Plus to record this. Yeah. Uh, those of you who know me probably think I'm going through a midlife crisis or an internal struggle of some sort because I am an Apple fan. So letting go of my iPhone to Samsung wasn't easy. But yeah, you know what? I love it. The screen is just gorgeous. The infinity curved edge display just melts in your hands. I'm like watching YouTube and flicking through my Instagram feed all freaking day. And it's not just because of the girls. It's because the screen, it's that good. The colors just pop. Anyways, what am I talking about here? Let's get back to the show. So what is this Velcro? Good question. I don't know, but it's definitely something you don't want to miss. If you like technology, if you like gadgets and geeky stuff, then this show is for you. But if you tuned in thinking I was going to change your life, then yeah, maybe that that'll happen or not. No promises. But one thing I can promise you, my sexy friends, is that I will share with you stories and ideas that can make you seem smarter at dinner parties. I said smarter because I'm assuming you're smart to begin with. So yeah, good luck chatting up that girl you found on Tinder. And yeah, you can thank me later. You're welcome. So think of this podcast as a time to zone out and out of body experience. But yeah, I'll be sharing my two cents about some of the things that go around us every day or around me specifically. And I'll be sharing my 10 cents on another podcast that I'll have to charge you for. But yeah, this is just like currently like a beta thing that maybe, maybe it'll happen. Maybe yes, maybe no. We'll see. So here's the deal. I I basically consume and observe about everything that goes around me. 
maybe from discussions with friends to news to technology products to books the list simply goes on and that's the thing i want to share some of these thoughts and get your opinions on them so i'll be flirting with a lot of different unrelated topics there's no major theme in mind it's like a vlog but you're not seeing me it's like a vlog i don't know i'm just curious to know more about anything and everything so think of this as a casual fireside chat or like a virtual sims room that we enter together you can be absolutely anyone uh yeah vr is the future according to zuckerberg so before i dive in i'm sure you're wondering uh why is the show called velcro so as a, as a child i loved wearing velcros it's it's something about them maybe i wasn't sophisticated enough to tie my own shoelace it's just so convenient but as you grow older you realize that the invention of velcro is a way of thinking on its own you should constantly be able to adapt and readjust and relearn what you already know and velcros make it so easy to learn and unlearn just take it off on on off so yeah but also the geek part of me is like talking here and it's like their velcros are made of tiny fabric loops so think of them as an infinite loop you know how apple headquarters they stay on one infinite loop so actually infinite loop is a programming term it's like when a computer goes overboard it's like an edge case so your computer might freeze from multitasking because it's consuming so much processing power and this is the whole main goal of this podcast i'm gonna be trying to like ask the right questions to make you reach a point where you realize these questions and answers are not googleable so you'll have to think deeper and it is what it is and welcome to velcro and let's dive in so artificial intelligence or ai is arguably one of the most important technological disruptions of the next decade we live in exciting times we're already starting to see ai in everything that we use on a daily basis from gadgets to websites everything and it's no longer a concept that you see in some sci-fi star wars movie it's becoming a reality around us and i had written a blog post about this not too long back and i recommend that you go check it out but for now let me update you on some of the new things going around in ai in the past few days so unless you've been living under a rock so just a few days ago there was the google io developer conference and Google CEO Sundar came out on stage and he said something I won't forget, which is we are rethinking all our products for the AI age. So he's putting the debate out that computing is shifting from a mobile first to an AI first approach. So all the things that changed with the introduction of mobile are going to change one more time with the introduction of AI. Uh, so one of the interesting things that have been launched in this uh, developer conference was Google Lens. I don't know if you remember, but a few years back, they had launched an app called Google Goggles. So I guess this is like an improved version of it, but repackaged, re-engineered. Re and this one, they say that they improved on their computer vision, machine learning, and it's just doing another comeback. Uh, so basically the way it works is that you take out your phone, you point your camera at an object or a place, and you get more info about it instantly. I'm not sure how excited I am about that, but we've seen this trend about smarter cameras with assistants like Bixby on Samsung. Uh, also during this developer conference, they shared a lot of interesting facts. 
some of this, these figures, for instance, like Google Photos now has 500 million active users and they upload some 1.2 billion photos. That's a lot of selfies and food photos and whatnot. Uh, I, I personally have been using Google Photos for the past two years since they launched and I've, I've been even using them since my iPhone and I completely ditched iCloud because of them. It's just how easy to use, incredible. It's like you, they recognize people's faces, understand context, location, they add filters for me, do automatic movies. It's just a breeze to use, I must say. Uh, also, another thing they added in this conference was that they added a feature to Google Photos, which they called the photo manipulation feature, which I don't know if it works yet because they didn't launch it. But on stage, they showed that it can remove unwanted objects or obstructions from the photo. Uh, so it's not like a filter, but it's like a manipulation of the photo. So for instance, if you're taking a photo and you're peeking through some chain link fence, uh, the fence can be totally removed by the software and the photo will focus more on your subject and it's all done automatically. So pretty cool stuff, I must say. Uh, that is if it actually works. Another major thing announced during the conference was that Android crossed over 2 billion active devices. Wow. Uh, just to put that figure into perspective, uh, the internet had around 400 million connected users in the year of 2000, and then 1 billion by 2005, and 3 billion by 2015. So Android reaching 2 billion is a ridiculously impressive figure. Uh, one last thing to mention about Google I.O. was that they announced with regards to Android O, uh, which is their new operating system. So it moved from a developer preview to a beta. So if you have a Nexus or a Pixel, you can just go in and download it and have fun. Okay, so enough about Google. Other things that are going around in the AI scene is that some researchers at UC Berkeley developed an AI-powered app. Actually, the app was launched, I think, back in March, and they just gave it another update and improvement. And what the app does is that it can colorize black and white photos. So you can go dig around the house, find your old grandma and uncle and auntie's black and white pictures and scan them, and it will automatically color them. It'll be very fun to see though. I don't know how it'll figure out if my grandma was blonde or brunette, but yeah, let me know if it works for you. Another thing that has gone very hush-hush in the media was Apple just acquired an AI-based uh, startup and they acquired them for $200 million and the company was called Lattice Data. And an Apple spokesman told TechCrunch and I quote, Apple buys smaller technology companies from time to time, and we generally do not discuss our purpose or plans. In other words, mind your own business. Apple can just buy whatever it wants, and yeah, shareholders shouldn't know. But I'll let this one fly because it was just $200 million, which is not that much money for Apple. Anyways, enough of all this mambo jumbo. Let's jump into the more exciting things. One of the very interesting things that I wanted to discuss in this uh, episode was voice cloning. Uh, simply put is having software simulate and analyze a person's voice to recreate a seamless phrase as if it was said by that person. That would be very cool. Uh, and they call it a voice imitation algorithm. So software lately has allowed that sort of speech synthesis to sound very lifelike. 
So the folks at Baidu, which is like the Chinese Google, I'm sure you know, and NVIDIA claim that in as little as 30 minutes or just 50 phrases, their AI can seamlessly learn to imitate you completely. Wow. So there's also a startup called Vivotext uh, that is able to do this using a technology that they call Music Object Recognition or MOR. But the interesting part here is that this sort of technology used to be very, very expensive and it used to take more than eight hours to reach what Baidu can do in 30 minutes today. And I think as this technology develops, I wouldn't be surprised to see voice assistants like Siri and Amazon's Alexa giving users the choice to imitate celebrities. So you can pick, for instance, between Morgan Freeman or Donald Trump or even your girlfriend. But yeah, I doubt that you would want to pick your girlfriend. But this technology wasn't originally built to be just for fun. The real main use behind it was for voice banking. So that's basically to try and preserve people's voice template in case of a certain disease, God forbid, maybe like cancer surgery, that in some cases might damage a person's speech ability. So in a way, this voice banking was an evolution to the text-to-speech feature. So it helps people to retain some sort of a familiar vocal tone when they use it, so they can still live their life normally. Now all this is great, but it reminds me of a story I read in a book by Kevin Mitnick, and it was titled The Art of Deception. So in this book he explains acts of social engineering. Basically how individuals are able to manipulate others to reveal confidential or personal info. Think of it as a prank call taken to another level. So the book shares a story of a bank robbery, a heist, uh, and it was done by a guy named Stanley Mark Rifkin. He was able to steal $10.2 million back in 1978, and all he did was a simple wire transfer just by faking that he is someone working in the bank that he's not, and he did it all over the phone. And at that time, that was the largest bank robbery in US history. So. Imagine what voice cloning could do in this day and age if it's misused. The amount of misleading information that can be faked is humongous. And then imagine being able to edit voices like as if they were texts. So all this might sound a little bit scary, but a lot of companies are developing some sort of a watermark or a detection software to try to counter such criminal fraud behavior, try and detect any certain discrepancies or infrequencies. But they're also trying to work on the regulation side as well. You know, if you walk up to a photocopying machine in the US and you try to photocopy a US dollar bill, it won't work. And maybe this is the same concept that could be applied to certain software, that they lock down certain leaders' voice. But the thing is, it's not illegal to imitate someone's voice. After all, comedians do it all the time, and it's just too hard to control. But it's exciting to see what the future holds for us in this area. Tech giants seem to be thinking of new ways of killing off phone screens. I don't know why, but they're simply betting on the fact that voice is the next big platform. So voice cloning could be just another piece in the puzzle to be added to messenger bots, augmented reality, and zero UI. Even in Google's last conference, the Google I.O. conference I talked about earlier, they said that the word error rate in speech transcription has dropped to 4.9%, which is much, much better than humans. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see how the future goes. 
So as I'm ending this episode on your way out, I wanted you to check number one, an article written in The Economist titled the world's most valuable resource is no longer oil, but it is data. So data and AI might be making companies too powerful. Take Facebook in particular. They know every single thing going around us. And this is creating some sort of a monopolistic data behavior, which means governments might have to intervene. And as much as I hate government intervention, but maybe it sounds a bit logical that certain regulations might have to be put into place. Another thing that is worthy of your time would be Andreessen Horowitz just launched an AI playbook. It's quite comprehensive, has a lot of resources on AI. You should check it out. So that's all for today. And people, thank you so much for tuning in to listen. It means the world to me if you even shared it with your friends and gave me comments. So until we meet again, thank you and goodbye.